eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hello, Nico. Good afternoon. Hello. Reporting from Shallow Right in Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> like on the grass or in the, uh, in the stands, sir? Uh, like near where I used to play in the shift. Oh, that's outstanding. Wow. Are you barefoot? Yeah. Are you barefoot? Are you grounding no. right now? No, maybe I need to ground myself. Talkman is. I'm actually watching him. He's barefoot, kind of near, like in front of the dugout, but on the grass. Wow. Barefoot, so talking, t- pa- talking passionately to somebody. I can't <laughs> tell what he's That's what he does. Does he have any other types of conversations other than passionate ones? Yeah, he's a he's a strongly opinionated man. <laughs> he is right, and and so he's for those who don't know, there's a, a trend in MLB that a lot of dudes will go out there a few hours before the game in bare feet and walk around on the grass or perhaps on the warning track. Is that what Talkman's on? Just to kind of feel? no, no, no. Yeah. That sounds terrible. <laughs> I, haven't seen, I haven't seen the dirt walk yet. Okay, but it, it, anybody else on the Cubs into the grounding thing? As far as you know, um. Not that I've seen. I think Talk's kind of our, our grounding guy. Right. I don't know if he calls it that, but that's definitely what he's doing. That's definitely what he's doing. I love that because all athletes will have whatever their little ritual is before the game just to kind of get them in the right vibe. And and baseball, you guys yeah. didn't have maybe a little bit more time to, to relax perhaps beforehand. So what, what what is a part of it? What what phase in your pregame ritual are you at right now? Me? Yeah, in, uh, in this I moment. Just, uh, I just hit in the cage – we got a hitters meeting at four, so just kind of in a, a little in between. I'm in the talk to you guys space. That's outstanding. <laughs> By the way, that's Anthony Heron. I don't know if you've met Anthony, who uh, is in for Danny Parkins today. Uh, right now, I'm looking at a picture of Anthony when he was um, at Iowa tackling Tom Brady. In 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 nice. the, right, I know. So, so if there's anything you want to ask him about football, <laughs> Anthony Heron's your guy. Okay. Yeah. Well, does he have anything on? Mike Talkman, the football player? Oh, that's a good point. Good question. I do not at the moment, but, man, I'm looking forward to researching it. I I do, but it sounds like you do. Tell people what Talkman did. No, no, I I actually don't. I feel like I've heard things. Something about him and Garoppolo, right? Like they played each other in a playoff game, and he picked him off or something. I could be way wrong. I feel like – I feel like that happened. You're on it. He intercepted intercepted Jimmy Garoppolo in high school, 
Nice. And and then as the quarterback led his own game winning drive. Oh, he was he was going both sides of the ball. Oh yes, and um nice. and actually last week when I was in the clubhouse, I delivered some shirts from Joe from Obvious Shirts to Talkman, and one of them was a custom made Garoppolo interceptor TV shirt <laughs> t shirt. So that's awesome. You, you got to ask Talkman whether whether he got it. I left it on his chair there. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> um, but uh, Nico, you guys are fighting, man. This team has yeah. fight. I can't. I, there have been so many times where you guys are down and never out, and we saw it before the before the uh, the deadline. And Jed referenced it that night against the White Sox way back when. Uh, but then mm-hmm. la- then last night, you know, Fulmer Fulmer gives it up on a on some weak contact by by yeah. by Javi and by McKinstry, and you guys claw your way back. Why does this team have so much fight right now? Yeah, I mean, obviously in a perfect world, you win that game 7-1 or something, but that's just not the reality of, of playing baseball every day. And obviously we're all, um, you know, I think we can play better and things like that. But I think a sign of a good team is just, you know, being able to to win regardless and win without without playing your best. And, you know, Fulmer's been awesome for so long. And I thought he looked great last night. Sometimes things just don't line up and that's just the reality of it. So I think I think our depth is a big part of that when you're not reliant on, the same um, success from the same people over and over and over. I think, you know, you just kind of increase your chances and um, kind of saw some of that last night from the offense too at the end. Outcomes in in baseball can be really fickle, but a a big part of the (laughs) storyline earlier in the season was the hitting with runners in scoring position and the offense and leverage Mm -hmm. scenarios. You guys have really been thriving more so as of late in those situations than you were earlier on. Is there anything you can point to for, for how that has come along in this lineup? Yeah, I, 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 there's not a there's not one thing. You know, we all are have our own unique things as hitters and thoughts and approaches. I think we do all benefit from each other having success. So that's definitely a real thing. You know, series like that red series back in July where we're all just feeding off each other and feeding off of Wrigley. And I think at the heart of it all is just confidence and expecting success and rolling out good odds from that. But um, yeah, I think we all just benefit from each other and we've got a lot of pros on our team. Um, say a Suzuki. Since basically being told he's not going to play against some righties or most righties, so it's mm-hmm. a, it's a demotion of sorts. Yeah. S- seems to have handled it like an absolute champ, like uh, like just being a good teammate and cheering you guys on, and then working on his stuff and coming back aggressive. I saw his swing percentage is way up, and he's yeah. and his swinging in the strike zone is way up, like coming back aggressive. And then there's all this emotion coming out of him. Yeah. That that I, I hadn't seen too much of. It seems like he's taking it like a champ, don't you think, Nico? Oh man, he's such an easy guy to root for. And I think we we just all can't underestimate how challenging it is to to come to a new place and not just the language and food and everything, but just the way that baseball is done too. All the routines are different, all the pitchers are different, all of it. And so he's his skill set is just is a is a true all star skill set, I believe. And um you know, it's impressive too, because even when he hasn't been at his best, he's still you know, producing at a league average or better um, clip, which is, I think, a sign of a, of a really great player in that he's not able to, even when he doesn't feel good, he's still helping us out. And obviously there's so much more there. But, yeah, the aggressiveness is awesome. And I think that really comes just from a place of um, confidence and belief. And, you know, if, if Seiya swings at a ball and swings and misses early in the count, like, I just don't care. Like, I love that he's getting his swing off and he's got – as much raw power as anyone on the team, except maybe Morel, and even they're pretty comparable. So it's like there's so much there, and I'm just excited to see it continue to play out. 
It's it's really cool. I, I had seen a stat earlier in the year where like he was getting more strikes called outside the actual strike zone than anybody in baseball. Oh, really? So like, yeah, that's, a, so, that's a tough one, man. Right. I mean, <laughs> and, and so it seemed like he was he's trying to control the strike zone, which he's always done in Japan, maybe. But it's like, yeah. if you're not getting that respect and they're calling strikes on you, then that that can get in your head, can it? So when uh, so when we go to the robot umpire one day, say Suzuki's going to have a, a just a monstrous 160 OPS plus season or something. <laughs> something to look forward to. Damn sure hope so. There you go. Oh man, Nico, we're, you're you're one of the top base stealers in the sport this season, and I'm sure at some point before Speaks and I get off the air here, we're going to talk about the Bears' struggles in the return game and the sport of football. <laughs> and to me, there's a corollary between sort of the the individuality in the moment of stealing a base, the anticipations that's necessary for it, the athleticism involved in it, and uh, for you and your success in stealing bases this season, how much of it? Did you anticipate coming into the year with some of the rules adjustments? And talk us through what your cycle is when you know it's time to go. Yeah, I mean, I think it's more of a skill than people realize. It's not just about your raw speed. Um, there's so much more that goes into it. And a lot of that is is confidence and trust. Um, you know, not not, you know, if you would ask me like five or six years ago if I'd ever steal 30 plus bases in the big leagues, I I don't like putting ceilings on things, but I, I'd be hard pressed to, to believe that just because I hadn't really done it that much in a lot of different teams I was on, whether it was just kind of team philosophy or where I was at. And um, so just really cool that I've been able to continue to develop in that area. And a lot of that credit is definitely due to um, Rossi and uh, Knapp and the rest of the staff um, kind of getting on the front end of that last year. And then some of the rule changes help a little bit this year, but um, yeah, there's a ton that goes into it and, you know, there's definitely faster guys out there than me, but I think I've done a, a pretty good job of, of picking spots overall and just kind of having just trust in Rossi and Nap putting me in good spots. What do you what what goes into it? You're talking about the jump, the slide, the thought process. What what, what are some of the levels? Take us in. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's you know pitchers. Oftentimes, there's it's almost always about the pitcher and not the catcher, um, but just. You know, certain pitchers have obviously different rhythms and things that you can kind of tap into as well as um, counts. They throw certain pitches and things like that. And finding a good spot where you feel both um, those numbers and things like that line up as well as just your own kind of gut feeling. And I think that's the, what I believe in the most. And, um, you know, when those things go, you know, just going fully for it and no hesitation. I was watching a slow motion replay of of your head first slide. I think it was the one where they called you out and then they 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 went to review and and you yeah. were safe the other day. But that your back left foot goes flat to the ground and gets kind of splayed to the left. So oh. it, so it connects with the base as soon as possible. So by the time your hand is going by and might fall off the bag, the foot has to be there and kind of catch you on the corner. Is that the idea? Like, I wonder how that has evolved for you. Yeah, nothing nothing I've ever thought about. But I, with the oven mitt on the left hand, you do get a little bit less of, like, a grip. So you're definitely hooking and clawing whatever you can. I mean, to be safe on a steal and then ever slide the base is, is pretty tragic. So obviously trying to avoid that one. <laughs> it's so interesting to see, like, you guys try to hold every bit of your body as close to the yeah. base as possible as you're going. Yeah, by. I mean, it gets tricky when you start doing, like, the hook slides and swing moves. I don't I do not do too much of that. I'm usually just trying to go point A to point B as quick as I can. But, um, yeah, 
One more thing on base running with Nico Horner here on Parkinson Spiegel with Anthony Heron sitting in. Um, the attempt to stretch for the double against the Royals mm-hmm. was a big topic of conversation. Um, and it, I was talking about it with Pat Hughes upstairs and when me and Danny were going up there to do the show. And, and Pat was like, and he said it the next day on, on the broadcast, he said, I don't want Nico to be discouraged at all. That was the right thing to do, the right mindset. And the right fielder just had to make a perfect play, and he did. Um, how did that get discussed with you and Rossi, if at all, after the game? Uh, no, not not wasn't discussed. Um, I think if I were to do it again, I, I'd probably still go. Um, probably a better chance right there than on a stolen base, honestly, that throws coming from far away up against the wall with a clean transfer by the right fielder, a perfect throw, a clean catch, and a clean tag by the shortstop at second, and you know, unfortunate how it how it uh, turned out, but um, you know, I felt in my gut that it was right, and ended up being out. But you know, it's part of the game, and then stole on the first pitch the next day when I was on base. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you did. Um, so yeah, because that aggression, you got to be you got to be willing to take chances to be a good base runner. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's always part of it, and you know, outs on the bases definitely sting, and um, I. You know, obviously, it, it really can can kill momentum and in, in innings, but um, especially at the top of the order, right? When you have great hitters behind you. Um, but yeah, I felt it was right in the moment, and that's what I had. Momentum and vibes, and you know, sort of intangible things like that get discussed a lot when a team begins to roll. How you guys started to roll. I'm wondering now that we're sort of a, a few weeks into management putting the the vote of confidence essentially into this team and saying, "Yeah, let's go for it." Does it feel any different? right now does it feel like there's is is there any additional pressure that mounts of the the perception that now faith has been placed in you and and you need to deliver on that yeah i mean i think it's there is more um yeah there's more on the line but i think that's kind of everything you can ask for i mean you look back even just a month ago today and um you know the belief that we'd be in this spot from all parties i don't think was um you know if you were to bet on it probably wouldn't be that high so just the fact that we have the opportunity we do in front of us. And, um, you know, if the season were to end today, we'd be in the playoffs. And obviously we're trying to win the division. But, um, you know, we're trying in the right direction. And I think as long as that's the mentality, we're in a good spot. I think it's so easy to get, you know, panicked and caught up in each day and every win and what everyone else is doing. But you know, you're still running the course of 162, and there is a lot of baseball left. And so both taking care of today and what's best for the group in the long term is a really tough balance. And I mean, it. Um, where I think we're all figuring that out on the fly a little bit. Some guys have done it more than others, but it's been a really enjoyable experience. Well, that's interesting because we're used to the second half of the last couple of years being about developing and what's good for the future and also trying to win. And now it's flipped. Yeah. Now it's flipped. There's still there's still a bunch of things going on, but it's flipped, which is kind of fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's how it should be. I mean, when the when it's all about just the game that day and do it today and then you do it tomorrow and as best as you can and trust that, you know, we have a group that can take care of that over and over and that it'll play out well. I think it's a it's a good place to be. All right. So after the Mike Talkman catch in St. Louis, you <clears> said <throat> you said that was the most dramatic play you've been a part of in the big leagues. Yeah. <laughs> so how we doing now that Christopher Morell's walk off has entered the chat, Nico? Yeah. I I I don't know. Yeah, Morell's pretty good. <laughs> I might put that over over talk sketch just on a pure I think being at home really puts it over the top obviously you're not robbing any homers at Wrigley uh, but uh, 
the yeah, just the sh- the sheer drama, just how 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 dead we were that game as an offense, um, and then to get those runs off a guy who who was really effective the night before, you know, on a two strike, a hundred mile an hour pitch, like pretty pretty much like the highest possible level of baseball you can have, right? So it's a uh, yeah, that was that was pretty incredible, capped off by just a hilarious celebration. Um, so yeah, that was that was pretty special. Um, Nico, people were walking around for like miles, at leaving the ballpark, still like ho- yeah. hooting and hollering, high fiving oh strangers. Like that yeah, was... I was in the same place. Oh, you. Were... <laughs> yeah. I was. Uh, I think one of the best parts of that uh, Homer was the. Uh, um, if you go frame by frame, there's so many things like. I've watched the video a million times to just find funny things each time. But when he's rounding third, when he touches third base, his head is fully covered by his uniform. Like, there's, I can't believe he touched the base. Like, his head is absolutely inside of his jersey as he's taking it off while he's stepping on third base at a full sprint. Like, it's just <laughs> an incredible sequence.